And I just want to say to that that when I first got some real help, I got help in San Francisco, sure, but part of my healing was to come up here because I had to get away from a stressful environment. When someone, when my doctor first told me that, I was like, too bad, I'm married to San Francisco. But when, but eventually I came up here, and speaking exactly to what you said with the temple, the first thing, when I finally found a practitioner, naturopathic practitioner, and a Chinese medicine practitioner, who both were like, like your neurologist, who's like, I know exactly what's wrong with you. And it's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> the first thing they did was they were like, they took tests. I was depleted in so many, so many, so many parts of my system were so depleted. So when you said, you know, the bag of supplements, I'm like, the first thing they did was like, I mean, my, I had the iron, the deficiency, 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 deficiency. That I just had to saturate my fucking body over and over and over again to sort of build up, mm-hmm. like you said, the parts of the temple. Right, it's like reallocating resources, mm-hmm. right? So there are like other things as far as, you know, naturopathic medicine, some of those things that are important. And I think most everyone I've heard who has recovered using brain retraining has done these other things as well. Very much like I think the the people in the rooms who really, whose recovery is uh, what I want, you know, people who have what I want is like, they don't just work the 12 steps. steps, they do a, a collection of other things um yeah so it explains and when I learned all this it just again was like with the other things happening you know light bulbs going off like this is this makes perfect sense to me this makes absolute perfect sense what's happening in my brain um so yeah starting to learn about just what that is you know how like this is why but this is how chronic illness develops is from this imbalance. And so what brain retraining works to do is to uh, rebalance the functions in the brain. And, you know, to use another analogy, it's like the brain is very good. It's designed for efficiency. So, you know, whatever pathways are used, it's going to like, this becomes the super highway. It's just like, we're going down and then we don't even have to like consciously activate like then sometimes the thoughts are just going because it's like, hey, don't we want to go down this pathway? Because we <laughs> right. use it all the time. Like, come right. on. Right. And the other ones, and I know for me, this has you know, been very apparent over the last year. It's like things like joy and play, they become so overgrown and they become very hard to travel down that you can't even find the pathway. You're like, clear, you know, trying to clear through and climb through all this, yeah. you know, this overgrown uh, foliage to even find the path. Um, so that's kind of like another way to think about what's happening. Um, so yeah, another phrases that I've heard for like what brain retraining is, it's like physical therapy for the brain, Mm. which I can kind of speak to how it's reminded me of other kinds of physical therapy. Some people call it, call it neurocognitive rehab. I also like that one. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think what DNRS uses specifically is like self-directed neuroplasticity, which the cool thing about it is. You can, there's optional support, which I've chosen to do, and it is, it's an additional cost, but I recommend it because it is more like the 12 step experience where you do the work on your own as far as like the daily practice, but I'm part of a weekly support group where we meet each week. It's definitely like going to a 12 step meeting and talk about, you know, our process and our progress. Um, you can work individually with a coach. They have like those kind of options. Um, so you're doing a lot of it like 
on your own as far as the daily practice, but you can connect with other people. They have a forum as well where you can post and talk about, you know, they especially encourage posting your victories along the way. So, you know, people can get inspired by um, the stories of other people. And yeah, what I like about it as I learned, because I was kind of doing this before I found my way there was sort of like creating my own kind of ad hoc program. Like I also found there's a woman who talks about like the mind body connection with chronic pain. Her name is Nicole Sachs. I like a lot of her work. She also feels like someone who's informed some of this where she's like, I'm not trying to say it's all in your head if you have like chronic pain or chronic issues, but it is like in your brain, like that Mm -hmm. is the origin of, of this. And so if you can work with, you know, your brain in that way, and she kind of speaks to more like getting in touch with your deeper self to do that. Um, so what is it though? It's as what, far as the origin. No, what is the, the brain retraining? Oh yeah, so I'll, yeah, I'll talk about talk about that next. So um, yeah, it basically co- basically combines um, some different practices. So it does use some kind of like cognitive behavioral therapy type of approaches. What's also called like cognitive reappraisal. You know, where you sort of look at an alternative um, perspective on something. Um, visualization and meditation practice, um, elevating the mood, like deliberately, it's actually part of what you're supposed to do every day is like find something that uh, is elevating and it can be through like laughter or some kind of like, you know, music or play, whatever, you know, watching a comedy and like Nicole and I were doing some of this intuitively and what she learned through her work with Stella even before I found this. So this also validates through the research what Nicole already kind of found her way to on her own in the past and was helping me do in some of my lowest points was like, let's sit here and watch some Maria Bamford together. And like, yeah, some, you know, just I do have some to comedy. say that, um, so, and we'll, we'll circle back around to this. I had to, with Sela, with guided, you know, a woman to guide me, I was able to do this without paying for a program and it wasn't as intensive it did take longer mm-hmm. but so I want if you're listening and you're like I don't have this kind of money or time to whatever because we'll kind of get into that um don't worry mm-hmm. don't worry you mm-hmm. know it's kind of like the with anything kind of roads to roll mm-hmm. well it's also it's it's just a story with money mm-hmm. where it's like if you have money sometimes that means you can access more resources and you may be able to be on a shorter track. If you don't, you can get there too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. it'll be more of a homemade experience. Mm-hmm. And I need to, people to know that I have had the healing that Stacy's had. And I had to do that ad hoc at home, mm-hmm. you know, with the retrain. I didn't know, I knew that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew because I called it brainwashing. Mm-hmm. I need, and I was like, I had, I knew, what I was thinking was I had to saturate my brain Mm -hmm. with positivity. And I imagined literally like saturating my brain with positivity and like, you know, like as if I could take my brain out, dunk it and wring it out Mm -hmm. and just keep wringing it out and wringing it out. So you can do that. But what we're, but that was 2000 six, seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12. So what we're saying is today, 2020, 2022, there are now all of these programs, but mm-hmm. I do, I don't want people to get worried about the financial piece. So, right. Because you could do all of these things. Yeah. Kind of 
DIY. Yes, um, exactly. DIY. Yeah. But the benefit of the brain retraining, if you can afford it, is that it's all packaged together for you and it just makes it a lot more cohesive, right. which is what I liked. I'm um, kind of, you know, lead you through in a very comprehensive way. So yeah, basically what I do, um, the hour of practice, what that looks like. Um, so it's an hour of practice. So how did you, like, let's go to the beginning. So yeah. you decide to, do they give you a, what, what happened? Like, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. What yeah. did that mean? I'm going to do this. What did you literally have to do? So you can just go to their website. Okay. You, you go to their website. Yeah. And you can order DVDs to be sent to you if you want to do it that way. Or I was like, I want to start this right away. I don't want to wait for DVDs. Right. Like, <laughs> that's been, you know, <laughs> I want to feel like, better now. Let's get going. Yeah. So I ordered the the online program where it like immediately, I think it's sent to your email and you get like a code and then it just sets up an account for you and then you um, access it every day and you can go at your own pace. Like they have the material laid out as if you're at a three day seminar mm -hmm. and it's a recording of the in-person seminar. Yeah. So you're like listening to all the information. Um, but yeah, for me it was like, it was still a lot. And so I did it over like seven days. I've heard of people do it taking like two weeks or more to right. like take in all that. So you do that at your own pace. Um, there's some writing along the way they have you do and you, know, you reflect on like your sort of what brought you here, your previous experiences. Um, you start to, there's different videos that are interspersed throughout it as well. So recovery stories of people who've done the program. I've talked about the Ted talk with mm -hmm. Nicole by Jill Bolte Taylor, the woman who wrote my stroke of insight. Um, there's different things like that, that talk that bring in the like support of the neuroscience. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, there's exercises. You start with identifying like some of these negative beliefs, what they call pathways of the past in this program, POPs as they're known. And, you know, for me, it's, it was looking at primarily like obsessive research, like researching my symptoms, like getting into a trauma loop about that, um, you know, constantly checking my body, like how are things going? What's going on with my symptoms? Am I worse or better? Um, having basically other just various anxieties. Um, so there's different ones you can identify. Fortune telling is one. <laughs> Nicole's giving Stephanie a certain kind of look. Right <laughs> What did you say? Oh, yeah. Obsessively <laughs> researching. For me, that's a stage of recovery was like obsessive research. And I've moved out of that stage because I do have to thank it. Hyper-scanning your body. Hyper-scanning your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And these are all in a list. So it's like, oh, they, they know me. Like, you can just go through <laughs> and like, I, you know, circle them on the list. It's like, oh, I'm in the right place. Right. It's like when you start like doing some step work where yeah. you're like, oh, it's as if someone has like, like I know you're reading my mail. Yeah. You're reading you're, my diary. Yeah. How yeah. do you know this? Yeah. So yeah, I'm identifying all my negative, um, thought patterns. Yeah. Fortune telling is another one. Like for me, it's been like, how long is it going to take for me to get better? How quickly is this stuff going to work? What I'm going to be like in six months or a year from now, you know, and then like obsessing about the past, like what, how did I get here? Like, what were all the events that led me here? And let me like go back over again of like, yeah. what did I do wrong? You know, so it's all of that kind of thinking. And there's different like specific ones you identify, like which ones really apply to you. So part of what you're supposed to do is whenever you notice yourself going into that thinking, you pause and there's different ways you can decide to say it kind of however you want. Yeah. I have chosen, I, since I've really connected my inner child to this work, rather than being harsh, like some people go like, stop, stop, stop to try to just like, yeah, stop. The thought. I'm just like, shh, shh, shh. Cause it's 
also yeah. kind of calming my inner child. Yeah. They also have you look at the limbic system like it's a three-year-old, yeah. um, which I also like. So I kind of think of my inner child as like living in the limbic system. Right. You know? It's like, hey, I'm here. I'm trying to help out. It's like, okay, sweetie. Yeah. We don't need to go there right now. I say thank you, but that's not helpful right now. Yeah. So you can come up with whatever you right. want to say. They have like some examples. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've just been doing like shh, shh, shh. And then I'll say part of... Um, I'm not going to say too much of like the yeah. script you practice because it is copyrighted. Um, but I'll say part of like the beginning of that, which is like my brain is stuck in a rut and I'm just acknowledging like it's in this like trauma loop and it's like, yep. And we're safe and we don't need to think about that right now. You know, sometimes I'll have a few other things I'll say to myself when I notice that coming up and I'll do that. Sometimes those same, like literally seconds later, that oh, same yeah. loop is there again. Oh, it's like, totally. Shh, I know, I know, sweetie. And I'll kind of do that. I'll yeah. do a little dialogue. Like, I know you want to think about that. I know you want control and certainty. I know we're okay. Yeah. We don't need to think about that right now. And then I'll, I literally will repeat that process when yeah. they're very persistent. And just so people know, this is exhausting. It is extremely It's not exhausting. easy. It's not mm-hmm. easy, but it's like, neither is sobriety, neither yeah. is abstinence. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's, if you can work with your food cravings yeah. and you understand how exhausting the beginning is with food cravings yes. and food thoughts and Twitter, then you actually know what Stacy and I are talking about. The difference is instead of it being towards a substance that you're familiar with wanting to eat to calm yourself down, now we're talking about the negativity bias mm-hmm. and interrupting, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And just like for moms out there where it's like kids can exhaust you mm-hmm. with the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes, it's exhausting and we just keep doing it. Yeah. And it's also like with chronic illness, it's exhausting to be sick, yes. right? To keep living that way. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, how do I want to use my energy? Right. Like continuing to chase these other remedies yeah. or working on this. Um, yeah. And there've been days, especially in the beginning that it reminded me of early recovery, like the excruciating nature, you know, getting through the first 30 days or first 60 days where every day felt so long and you're having to do these deliberate things that feel very uncomfortable and unfamiliar. And it's, that's very much how the process felt in the beginning. It's just like, Oh, really? Another one. Okay. Shh. <laughs> you know just over and over again and you just you know they remind you like do your best you're not going to catch every negative thought like they are very supportive and like perfectionism is another you know negative thought loop right. so don't you don't bring that in as part of this program like catch as many as you can and you know try to let go of the rest so that's like sort of just the ongoing throughout your days just noticing when that happens and then the hour of practice you can do kind of however works for you. I've, I've experimented with a few different things and I actually had to train up to the hour because in the beginning I was still dealing with more fatigue and it was like, whoa, I, that is a lot. So I started with 20 minutes. Um, and so it is doing, a, basically it's a visualization practice and you start with this little set of steps. You do the whole like shh, shh, shh. And there's a few things you say to remind yourself, like my brain's stuck in a rut. It's my limbic system. You actually talk to your limbic system and say, hey, it's okay. There's like a script they give you you can do. And you can also change the wording to use whatever works for you. You actually, you, you step into certain places in a circle because they talk about how physically moving into a different place like helps give the message to your brain as you're saying it. 
and you talk to yourself, um, you know, and like cheer yourself on. That's another mm -hmm. part of it. It's like, Stacy, you're doing a great job, you know, keep going. And then you ask like your higher self, like what you want, like what state are you choosing? And you, you add in your own like affirmation. That's basically what they call your proclamation. And that can be whatever you want. You know, for, so for me, I say things like I'm healthy, I'm calm, I'm resilient in every situation. I might add on other things. I've recently added, I am loved, I am adored, cared for and supported by the universe and my higher power. Like that's really resonating with me right now. So you can like change it. You don't have to mm -hmm. stick with the same proclamation. Um, you just say something that feels very empowering that you really want to focus on. I've also just done like, I'm peaceful and safe, right? That's, that's where I want to be. So you come up with whatever statement. Do you think it's better it. to say it out loud? Yes, they actually, um, that's what you're supposed to do at the beginning of, they call it your round because you're moving around in a circle as you say these things. Yeah. So you're supposed to stand and you say these things out loud, loud to yourself. I, yeah, I'm glad. Because they're I very specific like, about yeah, that. You don't yeah. just think it. And sometimes I'll do that if I'm out when I'm trying to just say these supportive things to myself. <laughs> I've actually been like walking around kind of muttering to myself, like, if I'm out and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, people are just going to think I've got a Bluetooth in and I'm yeah. talking to somebody who cares. Um, but yeah, they really recommend that like... To embody the thought. Yes. Yeah. Because another yeah. part of this, which I like, and I can tell the difference between just doing like talk therapy or even just, you know, like CBT, that's working with the conscious mind, which is great. I think, mm -hmm. you know, it definitely is part of, it's been part of recovery for me, but this is getting into the subconscious mind and into the body. And right. that's where... I think there's certain levels of healing that can only be achieved if we do that. Absolutely. Like we're really like communicating with the body yes. and the subconscious with this practice. And so you're talking to like the body and the, the limbic system and the subconscious. So you say these things out loud and then you do a past memory visualization. So you pick whatever you want from, it could be something from your life, like some like great, you know, it doesn't have to be an epic experience. It could even just be like, I'm sitting, hanging out at Nicole's house and, you know, we're just sitting together and I feel so peaceful and you talk through as, in as much detail as you can. Like you're basically bringing yourself mentally and even physically, like your body yeah. feels like it's back there. Yeah. And you're just talking about like every sense you can, like, oh, I see Nicole and she's sitting with Buddy and it makes me so happy to see her. And I feel so comfortable sitting on her couch. I can feel the couch cushion behind me, supporting me. I see the sun you know, shining outside and the blue sky and it feels so good to be here. I can spend as much time as I want here. Such a safe place. And you're just, you're telling yourself this detailed story. You're saturating yourself in the sensory experience. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's deliberately the way that we, you know, we automatically replay negative mm -hmm. things again, to go back to that negativity bias example I used where it's like, I'm going to replay the one thing my boss said out of all these good things we are instead saturating, like, why can't we replay all the good, the good things? things. Yeah. So we're deliberately replaying the good things and doing a sort of mental rehearsal, um, yeah. and even sort of mental replay. So you do that for the past. They recommend starting with like five to seven minutes on the past memory. And then you go into the future and you do a future visualization. And that can be anything you want to imagine yourself doing. Um, and again, it can be like an epic thing. I've done yeah. someone like I'm traveling in Alaska and I'm seeing Aurora Borealis, like the Northern yeah. lights. And I'm like imagining how, you know, amazing that is, or it can be like, I'm, I'm sitting again. It could be right now. Like I'm sitting here with Nicole and Stephanie, like we're having a great time talking. I feel so comfortable. Yeah. I feel so good in my body. 
It's just any state you want to be able to imagine yourself in. And you're speaking in the present because you're telling your body again, yeah. your subconscious, like, this is happening right now. Yes. I'm creating this state in my body. Right. And another important part of this is like you're creating the chemical state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what I like about this program. It's like they're all about, they say, kick the can, which I like their little acronyms. So cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine, norepinephrine you want to sort of, you know, kick those out of the way. And you want to get a dose every day, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. So get your daily dose, they'll say. Ah. What's the can again? Can is cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine. Okay. So they're like, kick the can. Like you want to right. stop uh, elevating those things and you want to start elevating and you dopamine, need to get oxytocin, your dose. Yeah. yeah, get your daily dose. So you're doing that. You're actually creating those states. I call it a love dose. Yeah, or a love dose, whatever you, however you want to think of it. You're creating that state in your body. The and call it uh, Deva Nusati. What is it? Deva Nusati. That's from our boyfriend. We have a guy. Oh, John Corda. Oh, okay, I was yeah. like, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is basically like it's the same practice mm-hmm. where you're uh, envisioning like you know a really safe mm-hmm. uh, person or environment and yeah. and kind of marinating in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's Dharma punks, right? Yeah. 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 So again, like. They ha- this program hasn't invented. They've yeah. just uh, collected mm-hmm. all yeah. these practices and yeah. packaged them in a way that I think works really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're like marinating. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And and in the beginning, again, it reminded me of 12-step recovery. This was painful to do. Like, it felt physically painful in my brain. I didn't, my limbic system was like, what are you doing? I could feel it reacting. You know, it's sort of like, you don't you can't afford to like right. marinate in this we need to be on alert like i could feel that's where resistance i'm at right, right now where yeah. every time i try to like do yoga or anything mm-hmm. my my brain is like oh hell no we gotta go straight to cortisol yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i was going through a period like that as well yeah. i think that started in the fall even when i'm like i'm trying to do yoga and like you know i would be a semi-regular meditator and trying to do these things and i could not even like go there my limbic system was so overactivated it's like mm-hmm. no you're i said to nicole it was like throwing snowballs in a bonfire it's just like mm-hmm. you can keep throwing whatever you want at us but we are burning out of control right now mm-hmm. and yeah so i just kept doing it and they say so that's why you need the hour of yeah yeah that they say the repetition is so important and Absolutely. this is why it's like physical therapy and um, it's also like where it's recovery it's exactly. repetition it's exactly. language immersion exactly and that's where you know you People have heard me say it's the water on rock. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got this broken piece of granite, you know, and you don't go from that to a smooth river stone. Mm-hmm. It's the constant mm-hmm. flow mm-hmm. of recovery constantly. Yeah. 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 And they say, um, yeah, their phrase they like to use is you have to approach this with the determination and persistence of an Olympic athlete. Oh, I, I love like that. that. Yeah, yeah, and I thought about that a lot. They're like, you don't have to be an Olympic athlete. And they know people doing this are coming at it like sick and tired, but they're like, just keep that determination, persistence going. And you get to train. So I would start with just like 20 minutes of doing those visualizations. Yeah. And that would felt extremely difficult. And then after a while, right, it's like as I was doing it, just like 12-step yeah. recovery, I was like, Oh, I don't feel quite as much resistance. Let me try 40 minutes. And then I started doing that. Or she could have tried 25 or 30. Yeah, exactly. You can do whatever increments you want. And I played around with like, um, I never do an hour all at a time. 
some people do maybe at some point I'll try it but right now it's like I'm doing 25 to 30 minutes at a time and I generally do it in the morning and then in the evening that seems to be working really well for me and some days honestly it's like I do two 25 minute sessions I don't worry about like the 10 minutes yeah, like, yeah. again I've let go of like oh my god if I don't get a full hour then I'm not gonna heal it's like no no I'm doing this every day I'm doing it I'm doing it very um I'm loyal consistently I'm loyal to the process and like it's close enough um yeah so I've done it every day since I've started for almost 70 days now I think and I have noticed improvements like early on even though it's still like there's a lot of limbic resistance and a lot of struggle it's like oh I do feel like my energy feels a little different today mm-hmm. oh okay well it all makes sense i mean it's like because you're not you know you're uh, using all that energy to be on high alert so exactly. then you've got some energy. i want to time out though and say this is where i think divine timing is really important yeah. be- and i want to make sure that we never sell one thing mm-hmm. it's not one thing it's this convergence yes of all these other things including going into nicer weather it's not Mm -hmm. it's a factor i'm not saying it's the cause or whatever (laughs) but it's kind of like all of these threads coming together so you know stacy's doing all of this work um you were coming over here Mm -hmm. you know uh, the days started getting sunnier there were just a bunch of factors that helped promote Mm -hmm. or created I don't know what you want to say like I don't know like supported the work that you were doing in such a very direct manner yes yeah and it in that way it's also reminded me of 12-step recovery you know it's like we get there when we get there you know I I think all of us to some degree think about like why didn't I get to the rooms earlier Mm -hmm. like you know once you're there I know I've done that it's like well all the factors weren't there and I wasn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this. I think I discovered this program when I did. And I, like I mentioned, I looked at it and sort of, you know, dismissed it. And then I think a couple months later came back to it. And yeah, also I think my body just needed to maybe heal a little bit more along right. the process with these other things. And then I was able to, to do it. So also, I, so what I'm trying to get to is like, let's say, so you said 70 days. Mm-hmm. But let's say Stacy's 70 days happened in October, November, mm-hmm. you know, during going into the darkest season. And then let's say that, you know, someone in your family died mm-hmm. or let's say like that would be a very different experience. And so mm-hmm. that's the only thing, you know, it's like, well, just like you talked about the perfect storm of getting there, like yeah. you kind of need the the support the sun and it doesn't mean that she wouldn't have gotten to where she feels today but she might not have done it in 70 Mm -hmm. days Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um yeah just a long period it was that a a right what am i trying to say like a good environment or a yeah like there was like a little window of almost like this miracle grow Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That really sort Synergy of... Synergy or... Yes, yeah. thank you. Synergy, Synergy. that's the word for that's it. Yeah. Word. Yeah. yeah, and I also want to reiterate, as if you've listened to the rest of this talk, I've been doing a lot of things, 
And so I don't know how much each thing has also helped. I think yeah. they all have to some degree. And as yeah. Nicole kept reminding me, like, it's not going to be one thing that's going to get not. you better. And that's why I've also been like, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. And there's been a balance of like, let's try all these different things, but then let's just stay focused on those things once yeah. I try them and then stop the extra research. So like, let's yeah. just, okay, now we're going to just really do like naturopath and vagus nerve stimulation yeah. Kind of mean infusions. Yeah, I'm a shitty scientist because I'm like, I I will throw everything in the kitchen sink and I have no idea which thing is yeah. doing it and I don't yeah. care because I want to feel better. Yeah. So I'll just like. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of was the same way. Like I would see some people in this long COVID support group talk about like, I want to try like one thing at a time to see what it is that helps. I'm like, I can't wait around like that. Like I respect what you're doing there. Yeah. But I want to just keep bringing in, like, more possible healing. And this is also then bringing in the statement, I can't wait around like that. I have two small children. Yes. So, again, very different experience. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I do have to say, like, I think those other things helped me along the way to get me to a point where doing this brain retraining... Um, it was a fertile environment. That's for, what I've for been me trying to, to like a fertile. Thank you. To start to start doing it, and yeah, I I've really seen it like continue. I don't want to say accelerate, but I have noticed like oh I've noticed improvements in the first few weeks, and like my sleep is gradually starting to improve, and you know my mood just seems generally better. I'm laughing more, like just more easily. Yeah. Like I I literally could not laugh for a period there and I think Nicole saw that where like that part of my brain was just shut down. down. Yeah. I was yeah, again, so many of the resources were being diverted to the limbic system and, you know, being on an emergency mode that there was nothing there for that. And now it's like I'm dancing with my kids. I'm singing. Yeah. I'm playing my ukulele again. I'm you know, again I'm just I'm laughing. I'm just finding things like funny that yeah. I would not have laughed at just a few months ago. So it's like, I feel almost like certain parts of my brain, like waking up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. is one way to think about it. And I'm going to keep going because I know it's like, I still, yeah. yeah that's the other thing as we want to clarify. It's not like, she's I'm not like, done. Yeah. yeah like, thank you. Yeah. I'm feeling good at this point. It's amazing where I've gotten to and I'm still on the path and I want to see where I can continue to get because like, yeah, my sleep still needs some work. Um, you know, there's still things I think my brain is still recovering and I'm, I've definitely achieved a lot more, um, or found a lot more stamina and clarity, but it still has a ways to go. So I want to keep doing it to like continue to help my brain there. Um, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to keep going. Um, uh, I'm, and again, it's so helpful 12 step recovery experience. Cause it feels like, Oh, I'm getting to 90 days. Yeah. Okay. That's my next, you know, yeah. brass ring that I'm reaching for. And once I get there, I want to move on to the six months. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who do this program most actually that I've heard keep going after the six months, like with, again, which is much like 12 step where they're like, I have recovered so much and I want to see what else is in store for me if I right. keep doing this. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, they've done it for a year and they've varied their practice maybe along the way or like a year and a half. Um, a woman talked about, and then she just does some kind of maintenance. You know, I think she still does some of the visualization yeah. um, kind of thing, but maybe not um, the hour every day. Or, you know, people have done it for two years and then felt like, okay, I'm kind of going to step back and, again, still incorporate these this way of thinking and this way of life, yeah. but not necessarily do the prescribed program exactly the same way. 
sort of now integrating it into right you know kind of making it their own right like there's one woman on my support group who's talked about she said she broke up with adrenaline and I think about that a lot we're like that's just how she approaches her life now if anything comes up that she realizes is adrenalizing in that way she's like how can I do that differently right and she realizes she doesn't have to do it that way that seems to be presenting itself whether it's with work yeah with her family she remembers like, oh, there's a different way I can approach that. Or, you know, there's just different yeah. um, responses that you learn to develop that you can then use. Um, yeah, so... Well, before you go on, Stephanie is like the metaphorical newcomer, mm-hmm. right? Would Do you have any questions about anything that she just talked about? Um... So I'm hoping for the show notes, as they say on the, <laughs> the podcast, like the, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this, this, I'm just so grateful. This has been really inspiring and um, just, you know, having messages of hope and of healing and, um, and uh, hearing about your journey along uh, that path is just, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to yeah share any follow up. Um, yeah, I just want to say too, it also feels like 12 step recovery in that I can feel some of the deeper core beliefs surfacing where it's like, Oh, now you get to work on this where it's like, Oh, I've had this limbic system impairment probably for most of my life. Mm -hmm. Like to some degree, my limbic system has been primed in that way. So there's some grief there that I'm Mm -hmm. working through and, you know, looking at just the core beliefs around like, Oh, that I have not believed that I could deserve to feel calm, you know, some Mm -hmm. of that. So like there's deeper there's the shame there's work. a lot of yeah, yeah there's ongoing like shame yeah. work and other things that this i feel like this kind of work can bring up yeah um i've also done havening during my visualization oh yes please explain yeah. havening i'll talk about havening which i wish you could see me but i'll explain it it's very simple and i it really helped especially in the beginning when i was doing my visualizations and i still was feeling very activated i was doing them anyway but it was really hard to calm down Um, So havening is just where you cross your arms in front of your body. So you put your hand on um, each each opposite shoulder. It's like you're giving yourself a hug. And you just start at the top of the shoulders and you just stroke down. You can go all the way down to your hands. And then you just continue. You can, you know, alternate which arm is on top. But you just are stroking gently down from the top of your shoulder down to the bottom of your hands. And I do this during soothing, my visualization. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's like a soothing touch. And I, that's another thing I can, I can send out if people are interested. And I also just originally found some self havening videos on YouTube. There's some great people who show, have some examples and like meditations for it, um, where it sends, I think these specific nerves, the contact with this nerve sends Delta waves mm-hmm. or helps your brain get into a Delta wave state, which is a more calm, connected kind of state yeah um so i primarily do it on my shoulders you can also just focus on doing it like you're stroking the palms of your hands and then you can also do it on your face some people like you start with the middle of your forehead you know so this is all just with your fingertips and you just stroke it down and yeah kind of go along like your temples and you can stroke like over the bridge of your nose so that's another some people will do the face one as well but yeah, I really like the shoulders where you just stop at the t- start at the top of the shoulders and stroke down. So I just kind of automatically do it during my visualizations now, and I find it really gets me into that. That makes state. sense to me because inside your body's on fire, and yet 
when you are being gently touched, mm -hmm. especially your face, mm -hmm. those are things that happen only when you feel safe. Mm -hmm. So you're sending these contrary messages, mm -hmm. like like the armies, like mm -hmm. whatever. And meanwhile, this like loving breeze is coming in. Like mm -hmm. there's no, mm -hmm. you know, there's no enemy at the gate. Yeah. There's no enemy at the gate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So then, but it biologically. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when you're stroking <laughs> your arms and you're stroking your face, you're literally sending a biological mm -hmm. message to your body. Like, mm -hmm. oh, this only happens under safe conditions. Yeah. yeah. This only happens under safe conditions. Mm -hmm. So now you've got the one system who's like, enemy at the gate. And you've got another system going like, there can't be an enemy at right. the gate. Otherwise, this we would, would not be. be you would not be able to feel oh. this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sensation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really helpful too. There's um, also a protocol called CPR for the amygdala. So if you're in a really heightened state or even like panic, there's a havening you can do with a soothing touch and things like, you know, giving your brain something to do. So from A to Z, naming a fruit or vegetable, you know, so you're just like apple, banana, carrot, yeah. Daikon radish. <laughs> and so, and you just, and if your brain just keeps, you know, freaking out, you're just like, okay, what's the next letter? And you continue through. There's, and then doing just some reassuring statements like, I am safe. Yeah. I am loved. Yeah. And whatever feels good to you. And you can just do it with the havening. It's been so helpful because, again, my body has really needed that message. Yeah. You're safe. It didn't matter how many times consciously I was repeating some of that on its own. I needed that bodily message. And I'll just close, yeah, by saying I wake up now. So I was waking up in a cold sweat, my heart pounding with the burning sensation in my arms. That was just kind of how I woke up every morning and started my day. And now I'm waking up with a regular heartbeat, no cold sweat. I feel like calm and excited for the day. I'm I wouldn't have been able to imagine yeah. that my body could do that. Fucking like miracle. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I've been very potty mouth on this podcast. Yeah, no, I always am. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So just that's just one like example from where I started to where I am now. Like that feels miraculous. But I shouldn't say it's not exactly miraculous. Well, it kind of is. It's like the, you know, it's half um, magic miracle and half of it was is, a lot of work. Half of it's <laughs> hard, hard work. Yeah. Half yeah. of this is magic. Half of this is hard, hard work. Yeah. So to sort of thank you for those of us who have actually stuck with us for this. <laughs> I know. Thank but, you for staying with us on this epic journey. But it is an epic journey. And, you know, probably what we'll do is in a few months, we'll check in again. Because, you know, um, Stephanie is embarking. Stacy's like in her first 90 days. And I've been doing this for a long time and very much like recovery. You can have what feel like setbacks. Mm -hmm. um, and what I have experienced is, is that because again, you know, I, you know, you said yours started September. When did yours? Uh, yeah. August. August. Yeah, August. I got sick in August. And so, yeah. you know, she kind of, Stacy's body hit the wall in August and mine was around the same time. Um, where basically, no, actually it was 2021. I've lost track. The point is, is that the pandemic also took me 
it was November mm-hmm. of 2020 mm-hmm. where I started to feel tired again. Yeah. And I thought like, okay, little blip. I've been, I've dealt with little mm-hmm. blips before. I know what to do. You know what I mean? And normally when I'm not in a global historical major event, if I have a feeling of fatigue, I'm like, all right, you guys, I'm having a little fatigue. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I just got to go over here, do a little bit of bed rest for a day, mm-hmm. and then boom, back on my feet the next day. That's mm-hmm. been the pattern. Well, global pandemic, fire, BLM, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. like that. I get tired. I go to do a little bed rest. No. Mm-hmm. I keep getting worse and worse and worse until, and then all of a sudden I'm having the dark thoughts mm-hmm. like around like January, like this is not going mm-hmm. away. And now I'm terrified. Like, Oh my God, it's back. Yeah. It's back. Oh my God. Now granted, of course it's not as bad as it was. It doesn't fucking matter. It was so bad. I was on disability. Mm-hmm. Like the fact, but again, that feeling like, it was bad enough that I was like, I, I can't see a future yeah. living like this. Yeah. And that is when I was like, okay, I have to go. And that, I think I told you guys like, all right, you know, time out. Mm-hmm. I'm something's not right. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back to the doctor. Now, again, fortunately, medicine had progressed mm-hmm. so much, you know what I mean? And so, and everyone was like, why do you think this is happening again? Yeah. I'm giving a face. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's environmental. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you, have you noticed what yeah. happened in the last few months? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I remember when my doctor, like, whatever, and we both started laughing. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and so a lot of people have been hitting a wall. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just like recovery, you don't graduate. It's kind of like when you said uh, you could have a childhood experience or whatever, like you were using some analogy and I thought, um, oh, like if you're young and you break a bone or something, you're, yes, you can heal from that, but rarely can you go back to like having never broken a bone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It always becomes a place where there's potential depending Mm -hmm. on, maybe that's Mm -hmm. not a great analogy, but you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like, and so, and we're getting older, mm-hmm. so our bodies are in the decomposing state. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, how healthy should I strive for? Mm-hmm. You know, what's a reasonable expectation mm-hmm. for my body now and finding that balance? So I guess just ending with, you know, it's definitely a journey. Um, it's going to, even with Stephanie, Stephanie's got to find out I have my experience completely different from or my solution based on the time that what was available to me um oh so let me just quickly say that so you talked about you know saying these things to your brain what i did was i listened to only positive things Mm -hmm. and so when my brain would go around and around and around and around i would I started practicing this mantra, redirect my thoughts, mm-hmm. redirect, redirect, redirect. And I would li- I would be listening to something tw- 24-7. And I mean, I went to sleep with it. Mm-hmm. And so when my, and I had it set up because when my brain would start to want to go, mm-hmm. all I had to do was redirect my attention to what I was listening to. Mm-hmm. 
And I made sure that I only listened to safe, kind, hopeful things. Mm -hmm. So that's what I had to do. Stacy's doing this project. Stephanie absolutely can look at this project, but you're going to have to find, you know, just like recovery, Mm -hmm. you know, we define our own abstinence. Mm -hmm. We have to find our own way to work the steps and whatever. But again, the experience or the feelings Mm -hmm. can be very much the same. Yeah. So are there any kind of closing words that they're all distracted by my incredibly adorable buddy buddy who's been sleeping in my arms this entire time. He's happier than a pig in shit. He's like, let's do this every day. Buddy's been a great example of parasympathetic system working very well. Yes. He's calm and and feeling connected. Yes. He's, he's, he's resting and digesting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's not digesting, but he's definitely resting. Yeah, he's definitely resting. So, yeah. Steph, do you have any closing? So my closing thought is gratitude, gratitude, love, appreciation. Thank you so much. Yeah, mine would be gratitude right back at you and at Nicole. Um, yeah, for just the opportunity to share this story. Like Nicole said, it's the first time I've really... Put this together and told this story in this way and I just I think it's going to take me some time to even reflect on like did I really go through all that right um it yeah. still has that quality to it um and just to be sitting here it also for it to sink in like what a miracle it is for me to be sitting here telling this story and reminding my past self like see it's possible right. um yeah and I'll end with my I think it's my favorite recovery slogan is don't quit before the miracle um that I think defines what all this journey has been for me. Yeah. And I'm also just, we're all, we're all crying right now. (laughs) We're we're ending in happy tears. In happy tears. (laughs) Because again, this is not a small thing. Stacy sitting here with 70 days that she didn't believe that she would ever get. And Stephanie is sitting here with six months that she didn't think she would ever, ever get. Yeah, never in my wildest dreams. Yeah, right. And you we're think I could get to six months. So. And we're survivors, and it's the causes and conditions. And in order to get to the causes and conditions, we have to be sober and abstinent. And we are, and we're all on the journey together. And we know that there are people listening right now who. I can see your faces and you're such a part of our healing experience and um and we're incredibly grateful for you so we'll do a follow-up in a few months and see where we're at all right you guys thanks for listening